Support for today's episode comes from We Vibe Womanizer. Unlike a traditional vibrator, the Womanizer uses pulses of air and pressure waves, similar to the sensation of oral sex on the clitoris. Discover longer lasting, more intense orgasms now. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 20% off your Womanizer purchase by using the code VIP20. Code expires November 30th, 2021. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on thebooniebreakdown.com. Hey y'all, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to this week's episode. We're here for episode 190 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. Um, this week, our guest, I'm deeming her an official Booney All-Star. If you remember... I said, this is season 10. I'm going to bring back some of our most popular uh, guests. Mecca, this is her sixth appearance on the Booney Breakdown. So she's definitely earned the title of Booney All-Star. If you're not familiar with Mecca, she is a phenomenal astrologer. She's Sagittarius Sun, Aquarius Moon, Leo Rising. If that is all gibberish to you, then stick around or go back and listen to some of the other episodes that she was on on our podcast because she breaks it all down. She's been featured in Bustle, Essence, Terra.com, Cosmopolitan. She's done TV. She's done written books. She's done it all. She is awesome. We talk about this episode. We all know Mercury is in retrograde. Everybody's dreading it. We break it down. She also gives us some highlights and feedback on the outlook for wrapping up 2021 and what things we should be looking out for as we move into 2022. So if astrology is your jam or you want to learn something or you even want to understand the memes that you see (laughs) floating around on social media, then stick around for the conversation. All right, let's just hop right into my pick of the week. Uh, This week, you know, Facebook is a cesspool, but my pick of the week is Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) If you've never shopped there, listed anything, I have not purchased anything from Facebook Marketplace, but I feel like Facebook Marketplace has replaced Craigslist. It seems like a bit safer option um, than the Craigslist listing days, even though I've did do shopping and selling on there back in the day. Um, I've sold quite a few things as I was purging and everyone had told me how bomb it was. I did not believe it, but now I am a believer. So if I just sold like a practically brand new bed and mattress um, for a couple hundred bucks on there, it was no hassle. You could communicate in the app, showed up, zelled, She packed it in her U-Haul and that transaction was done. So (laughs) if you need to get rid of things or if you're on a budget and you want to try to buy things affordably, check out Facebook Marketplace. I'm surprised. Facebook is a complete cesspool. I hate it. I'm over it. I wish I could kind of deactivate my Facebook actually, but you got to have a personal page to run like a business page on Facebook, which is kind of dumb. But Marketplace, five out of five stars from Boonie. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. All right. It is time for housekeeping. Uh, Feedback from episode 189, Big Old Balls. (laughs) 
with Shika. It was a few funny messages I got back from this episode, especially uh, the feedback in Talk to Boonie Tuesday. Someone said, this episode had me triggered. I dated this dude in college years Uh, In my college years that had saggy balls and went bald early, like before 25. Dick was long, though. He was 6'4". Eventually, when we fell off, I was pissed that one day and wrote on social that one has saggy balls anyway. I feel bad about it to this day. Like, at this age, I wouldn't have minded them balls. They probably match my titties. (laughs) That was, like, I feel like all of the feedback from this week's episode was super hilarious and super funny someone said you guys had me choking on my water at work so if you have not listened please go back and check out episode 189 big old balls with shika it is ratchet and hilariously fun there is no confession in this week's episode because this week's this week's episode goes a little longer so you know i try to i try to keep mine a little short shorter than normal because podcasts these days be two and three hours long. I don't know how y'all do it because I, I got about an hour to give you on two times the speed. <laughs> I cannot invest that much time in most podcasts. So uh, we won't have confession, but if you would like to send in your confession, you can uh, head on over to thebooniebreakdown.com and send in your confession anonymously. You can also just shoot us an email, the Booney Bur- the Boonie breakdown at gmail.com stumbling a lot over my words today I don't even know I'm not even drunk not sure what's going on also this week this Thursday October 7th uh we have a live event over on Patreon it is my body my pleasure with a podcast fave Vanessa of Vagistine. So if you would like to come have a courageous conversation around sex, your body and pleasure, you can head on over to patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown and sign up. It breaks down the benefits for each tier. You need to be at the six or $15 level to attend our monthly events. So again, that's patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown. Also, we had some big news at the boonie breakdown this past week. I made my first essence list, y'all. <laughs> yes, I was on 21 Black Podcasts. We're listening to this fall. It was penned by Kiera Boone, who's also a past guest and up-and-coming journalist. Uh, so it was amazing. It was Black people are creating audio content that celebrates our genius, gathers our corns, help us build our villages, reviews, our contributions and amplifies our history and your girl the boonie breakdown was number six this not safe for work podcast marries all things responsible and ratchet so thank you guys so much i didn't even know um so many of you had sent me the link at the same time that i was being notified that i had made the list so thank you guys for all of the kind words the shares because i really did get quite a few followers and i hope that translated into listeners so That's why I always ask you guys to share because your word means more than my word saying my shit is good (laughs) because my shit is good. So just go ahead and tell somebody. So if you are following us on Instagram and Facebook at the Boonie Breakdown, you can follow us on Twitter at Boonie Breakdown. You can share this story in your Insta stories. You can retweet a tweet. You can share the Facebook post. You can tag us. I love when you put it in the stories, especially on Instagram, because I love resharing them. 
It's always um, so great just to hear some of your feedback and to see you all listening. You can also leave five-star reviews over an Apple podcast, the Purple app on any Apple device. Five stars, that's it. You just click them, it's done. If you want to add a little bit more, you can do so. We love hearing some words. And if you do, you can hear your review on a future episode. All right, so that is it for me, guys. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie. And look, we're back again with our favorite astrologer. I don't think Mecca knows this, but this is her sixth appearance on the Boonie Breakdown. So we're in season 10. You're officially a Boonie all-star Mecca. Yay! Congrats on, on season 10. Season 10. I can't believe it. And the good thing before we get into all this retrograde talk, Season 10, I just made like my first Essence list. I was so oh, excited. Congratulations. Yay. A little podcast that could. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pumped. Um, but yes, when I went back, it's certain people I've been inviting back for season 10. Mm. And I'm like, these are my all-stars. You're definitely on there because Thank you, you answered the call when there was no podcast. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Let me just email people. <laughs> I like her. I think you were like episode four or five, mm-hmm. like very early. early on. Yeah, I remember. Early on. So thank you so much for taking a Aww, chance and always you. coming back when I email you. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my pleasure. Uh, it's an honor. So how are things been going since the last time you've been on? Oh, they've been going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, this, year, this year definitely has been like a mixed bag. I, th- I feel like uh, 2020. Okay. I know that people really kind of hit their kind of rock bottom for 2020. 2020 wasn't that bad for me. I was chilling. Mm-hmm. 2021, I feel like is when things really started to like feel very like outside of my control, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like a lot of the like like the 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 repetitive message that keeps coming up for myself and even for like my clients or like in my horoscopes and things like that is like just just like go with it <laughs> like whatever whatever is coming through whatever is coming up because there's just so much in the air and it's hard to stay on top of it or try to control it or force yes. things you know what i mean so I've definitely been having to practice what I preach in terms of like, you know, just taking things one at a time, one day at a time. Cause you know, Sagittarius is like, we love to like, we see. like to start and start and do something new and explore. Right. Exactly. And then we're <laughs> always like looking ahead into the future and trying to figure it. It's just like, no girl, just stay in the present, just focus on yes. the basics. And, and so that's what I've been trying to do. If you're new here, this is your first time listening to an episode with Mecca. Mecca and I are birthday twins. We have yes. birthday, December 14th. Um, and so <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we all know it. Mercury is in microbraid, as the internet <laughs> likes to call it, or officially retrograde. Right. There are also like five other planets in retrograde. It's mm-hmm. a lot happening. So for, I always do this little vocab. What does it mean retrograde for people who are like, I don't don't even know what y'all talking about. Sure. A retrograde is when a planet is um, moving backward. So it's not actually moving backward. It's just that the, uh, how can I put it? Like the the, the speed of their orbit versus the speed of the earth's orbit is like different. So it kind of gives the appearance that it's moving backwards. But in astrological terms, a retrograde is when we're in review. 
So if the planet is retro, it's a time for reviewing things, revisiting things. Um, it's not really a time for trying to move forward, you know, or like plowing through things um, because you're going to find a lot of hiccups and delays and like frustrations and, you know, things kind of being held up until the planet starts to move forward again. So, you know, different planets mean different things. Mercury is the most popular one because Dude, that's Mercury, all the memes. Right. That's all the memes. <laughs> right. So Mercury is the most popular one because it goes retro uh, three times a year at the beginning, the middle and the end. And then um, it happens for about three weeks at a time. And it's the planet that has to do with communication. So we're talking about technology and computers and text messaging and emails and, you know, travel and even just like verbal communication. You know, you might find that during Mercury Retro, that's when those things tend to be a lot harder to do. Um, And things like breaking down, like last night, girl, my, um, the power went out in my building. I was without, without any power and on the, you know, on the positive side, because there's always a positive side to these things. You have to kind of look for the silver lining. The positive side is that I went to bed early. So (laughs) universe was like, right. Universe was like, go to bed. Stop. We haven't done that in weeks. Right. Right. So exactly. It is always a bonus. Like I always laugh because whenever Mercury's in retrograde, you always hear like X's may reappear in your Mm -hmm. life, all of those things. And sometimes it would be a little dabble. But this, I think retro, the shade, retro shade got me. <laughs> it prepared me for this retrograde because um, it started showing its little ass. I had computer issues on my work computer. Mm. Um, I have this download on my MacBook that just was stuck. It just, thankfully, I learned a while ago, everything's on the cloud. So I was like, all right, if it deletes right, everything. Back it, back it up. Mm-hmm. I'm on mm-hmm. the cloud, whatever. I don't care. Like, let it go. You can only control what you can control, right? And so- right. The exes this time, I had an ex show up, drop a bombshell mm. for no apparent reason. Like, I don't understand why, but it was just like, okay, here, hi, boom. Like, right. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. it's kicking my ass right now a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing too, is that like Mercury goes retrograde in different signs, right? So right now it's, it's retro in Libra. So if and I'm Libra at, rising, right? So if if exes are coming back up, or you're like finding yourself talking about like a lot of relationship stuff, or you know, um, that's that's one of the big reasons why. And you know, sometimes ex coming exes coming back doesn't always necessarily have to be a bad thing. Um, like if you ended on amicable terms, or you know, if there's un, some unfinished business, sometimes people can reconnect. You know, like old friends and things like that. But I'm the strong believer of like, you know, if, if you don't want to hear from people, sometimes it's good to like kind of block to block them preemptively. Block it, block it, block it. Block, block right. <laughs> don't even give yourself that stress um, because, you know, it, it's it, you're, it's like right now, I think it's so important to protect what, are, what little piece we have right now. So, yeah. What little piece we have. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing too, because I know, I feel like, you know, Social media has helped with this, the spreading of retrograde, because I know some people are like, I've never even heard of this until they were posted on Instagram and people were sharing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like people who are because astrology is intriguing. It is Mm -hmm. interesting. It's nice to know your chart and the stars were aligned at this very moment when you were born. But I do feel like sometimes people might use astrology as a crutch Mm -hmm. or you hear Mm -hmm. those things Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. 
you had one bad relationship and now you're telling everybody all Gemini's are trash, but all Gemini's are trash. But, <laughs> well, I always caveat Gemini men. Um, and so <laughs> it's like, what are some ways that people can use astrology as a good tool, but not, you know, rely on it to be, this is the way I should exactly live my life? No, I think that's a great question. Um, I think that when it starts to get to be to the point where, like you said, like you're using astrology to exclude people or to um, kind of rationalize why you shouldn't have new experiences or be open to new things. I think that can be definitely problematic. I think, um, you know, constantly looking for validation to make a decision or a choice, you know, I think that can be kind of uh, dangerous too, because ultimately like, astrology, like you said, it should be a tool, you know, it should be like a, 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 like a guidepost, you know, or sort of like a map for you. It shouldn't be there to take agency away from you or, uh, you know, absolve you of any responsibility. And it certainly shouldn't be something that like, cause I've seen people who have gone kind of off into like the dark side with it, where, every single transit, every single thing, they're looking for something bad to happen. You know, they're expecting like, oh my God, you know, and it's just like, whoa, like let's, let's, you know, time out. Let's take a step back and kind of look at this. Like, you know, like how would you approach this if you didn't have this knowledge, you know? So yeah, I do think that it's important to kind of take some of it, uh, with, you know, um, in stride. Um, I think that it could be great for planning things and kind of understanding yourself and other people, um, deeper, but yes, like you said, I don't think that it should be something that you're relying on so heavily to the point where you're afraid to make choices or decisions, um, without like, you know, getting the okay from the stars. Cause sometimes, you know, you can plan things and, life will still happen, <laughs> you know, like life is going to life. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, there's still a lot of things that are outside of our control. And sometimes like I, we talk about this when we talk about something called electional astrology. So electional astrology is when you're choosing dates, specific dates for things. Like mm. some people use it for weddings. Some people use it for, you know, businesses. Some people use it, you know, um, to, you know, st- initiate a, a, a project. And sometimes, you know, the, first of all, there's no such thing as like a perfect electional chart, like, you know, like you're just trying to look at the days that look the best, but sometimes a chart chooses you and you kind of have to work with the way you have. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's important to, to take it and one, again, one day at a time. (laughs) And I think too, like I've, I've found myself, this is a few years ago being guilty of just seeking out and this is horoscope specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Seeking out horoscopes when I'm searching, like I want something to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was using them in a weird way, almost like manifesting, <laughs> but like if the horoscope says this, then I'm going to do this, right? right to right. your point. And I, I was totally there, but now I'm in a spot where I don't even read horoscopes every day. Mm-hmm. I'll read a weekly, a month. I usually always read the monthly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I like, forget about it. Like, I don't right. want to be sitting here like, well, Mecca said in the third week of the August right. that, right. So right. right. I feel like then you start willing things, which is not a bad thing, but I just mm-hmm. feel like it's like this fine line of like using it as a tool 
and then come becoming so reliant on. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's also sometimes when um when I see like people using it and they're like checking like five, ten different horoscopes trying to find the thing that they want to hear the one they want yeah right you know what I mean that that's also get that also gets tricky too so no I I I definitely agree I stick with the same like I I look at yours I look at I'll go on CoStar we talked about CoStar app before yeah (laughs) I will go on CoStar because sometimes they be dragging me and they end up here to dragging me right now um (laughs) (laughs) and uh what's the people the Astro Twins, they're oh, mm-hmm. like monthly horoscopes. So those mm-hmm. are pretty much like my go-tos. I don't right. go searching like, oh, L has horoscopes. Oh, so-and-so. Like, right, right. Yeah. I have my staples. I'll go look. Okay, right. that's hard. Because it is hard. Because you do want good things or you want to avoid the bad things. And so you're just like, well, it said on the 27th was a big day. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's, yeah, I think, like I said, I think it could be helpful as sort of like a little guideline or overview. But I do think that, you know, even when you're like reading the horoscopes, why it's so important to like sit with like a real live astrologer and have them like go over your chart with you because there may be information that's specifically for you that you're not going to get, you know, in a horoscope. Um, especially if it's something that like sounds really great or something that sounds really awful. Sometimes, you know, the great things don't manifest and sometimes the awful things don't manifest. Yeah. It depends on like who, you know, who, who the person is. So, okay. yeah. Um, and so that I just had this weird question and, um, I got this question a lot because I think we were scheduled to do this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And this question came up quite a bit. Can people have, can two people have the same exact birth chart? Yes. Yes. You see it a lot like in twins. Um, and of course, people who um, were born at the same time that you were. I have, actually have a funny story about that because I don't know if I ever told you this, but I remember a couple of years ago, um, this is like over a decade ago, this is a while back, I had became friends with a woman who had the same birthday, another December 14th person, but she was born maybe a couple of minutes, uh, I oh, think wow. either before or after, right? We became friends, <laughs> air quotes around the friends, because shortly after we became cool, she was um, trying to to go after someone that I was seeing. Oh. And so, and so the, the relationship dissolved as a result of that. But I always thought it was funny that like, I kind of found like my arch nemesis. And it's the same birthday. <laughs> and the same birthday and the same chart. And I was like, and it also kind of begged the question, like, were we attracted to the same person because of our, you know, our astrological makeup? Um, it was just very interesting, a very, very interesting, um, experience that I had. And so I always find it funny, but it also kind of proves a lot of times, like what I talk about to people, like when it comes to relationships that like, we often kind of attract mirrors of ourselves in many ways, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, definitely you can have the same chart as somewhat as someone, but sometimes like how you choose to live that chart will depend on different factors, like how you were raised, the different, you know, the culture you're coming from, um, socioeconomic status, you know, beliefs and things like that. But there is a, how can I say like archetypes, you know, when we start talking about like the signs, like there's, there's certain traits and archetypes that the signs have that will manifest in a certain way. 
Because that's another thing too. I'm really harping on because I just feel like social media has really made astrology a very accessible thing. Um, mm. Just with the memes, it's all like you have. It must be like. 50 million Sagittarius only accounts, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. you see people share the memes and they're like, oh, that is so me. But some of them sometimes it's like they're so generic, right? Mm-hmm. That it's yeah, like, well, yeah. yeah, that's a Sagittarius, but it could be anybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I have trouble with those because some of those things are really funny where I'd be like, that is true. Like the other day it was one, it was like uh, Sagittarius. It was like Maggie Simpson trying to fit a square into a triangle. And it was like <laughs> Sagittarius trying to have a, a relationship but be single at the same time. And I was like, <laughs> that's the story of my damn life. <laughs> wow. Trigger. Attacked. <laughs> I'd be wanting a relationship, but at the same time, I don't want to be bothered. So I, I'm like wholeheartedly true, but it's just, it's really interesting to just watch how this space is like evolving. And I'm not mm-hmm. even an astrologer, right? Just like watching other people, even my best friend, he has no, like he, he will listen to this episode because he listens to them all mostly. And he'll be like, I have no idea what I was talking about, but <laughs> So it's fun to have somebody like that. And then people who are like the Nashika, who's like, girl, I got this book. I'll be looking at Mecca stuff. I got the app. And we'd be like, right. yeah, girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it's cool. I mean, I mean, definitely, you know, it has its plus pluses and minuses. I mean, um, just, just recently I signed on to be a board member of the International Association of Ethics and Astrology. So it's like oh, a brand, a brand new order. Thank you. Um, it's a brand new organization and we're out to try to educate both practitioners and the public in terms of like what's ethical astrology, because unfortunately, as with a lot of things that become popular, there's a lot of people who are either taking advantage of people or, you know, giving information that isn't accurate um, or just, you know, just breaching, you know, ethics and boundaries and things like that. So we're, we're doing our best to try to educate and inform, um, in terms of best practices. So I do think on one side, when, like 10 years ago, when I first started doing this, you know, I I didn't imagine that it would blow up this big. So I'm really happy to see that it is, uh, taken off, but at the same time, having been doing this, you know, for as long as I have, I do have concerns, um, as many astrologers, you know, as many of my peers do, um, about like, the way the information is being presented and making sure, like I said, that things are being done in a way that is ethical and helpful. Um, and that is just not like a, a cash grab. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's smart because for people who are not educated in this space it, and, and with any type of industry, they're always someone who's going to take advantage and scam. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that to create yeah. this this new board but congratulations thank um, you that's exciting Look, you always be every time you come back <laughs> you be winning you i'll be busy what's it busy <laughs> so in the stars yes because you've been saying this year was difficult for mm-hmm. some um, right. last year was difficult mm-hmm. what are some outlooks for the end of 2021 and as we move into 2022 uh, whew, okay. So, uh, whenever she, be, I, guess, <laughs> I will say this, um, there, there's still some rough, rough sky for us to get through, um, uh, between the end of this year and definitely, you know, as we go into 2022, a lot of what the focus is going to be is going to be on things like the financial market, 
um, like safety and security, especially where it comes to like food security. Mm. Um, definitely climate change, you know, is going to be a very, very like, you know, this, we got a sort of a sneak preview of like, you know, we were talking about this before of, you know, like the storms and hurricanes and the, you know, earthquakes and things like that. Uh, we got a bit of a sneak preview this year. I, I do believe that that's going to intensify, you know, as we go into 2022. And so one of the things that I've been trying to like, you know, in terms of like the hope, I think it's really about like, uh, again, community is a really, really big like focal point right now, you know, uh, leaning on community, community and also relying on community to create the kind of changes that we need to see you know, uh, whether it's political or like at the civic level or, you know, educate, like all across the board, everything is kind of undergoing a big transformation, right? Healthcare, finance, you know, business, corporate, you know, all of it. And so in order for us to change with it, you know, and influence influence the change, this is a great time for people to think about like, what are some small ways that they can contribute? You know, is it volunteering at a library? Is it, you know, volunteering at a, uh, a food bank or a community garden? Is it, you know, helping to advocate for voters' rights or abortion rights? Or um, is it a neighborhood watch program? You know, is it, um, you know, child care, like, you know, um, like a community child care, you know, situation. Like, this is a time for people to kind of think about, like, how can I support others and also be supported? Right. And creating a win win kind of situation, because, um, like I said, there is still some rough stuff to get through. Um, Unfortunately, like, you know, the pandemic is not clearing up anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Sadly, Sadly, uh, you know, we still have a lot of stuff going on within the Biden administration. Uh, Here in the United States, you know, globally, you know, there are things happening. So, you know, we've got a lot on our plates. And I think if we're going to be able to get through all of this stuff, um, definitely leaning on each other, definitely look at looking at like, like I said, like grassroots ways or small ways that we can contribute to the greater good. Um, and some of that might also mean like, you know, this, this year was like the year of like the great resignation, right? A lot of people left their jobs because yes. they're like, you know, fuck this shit. Right. Right. Yes. And so <laughs> to me, that means that they're now free to actually pursue something that actually like, is going to bring meaning to their lives. Right. Yeah. And by pursuing something that brings them meaning that they're able to like, you know, contribute to the greater good, you know, doing something that they're actually like care about. So I do think that, that even though there is a lot of um, things, you know, uncertainty in the air and, you know, things feel kind of, you know, scary and stressful and, you know, there, there is, you know, some cracks of hope, you know, c- coming through and I think it's just a matter of just like, again, you know, I, I feel like a broken record, but just taking things one day at a time, because this is not, um, I keep singing the, the phrase, like, this is not a marathon. Like, it's definitely yeah. like, uh, or should I say like, not a sprint, it's a marathon. Like, that definitely is like the pace that we're going to need to stay at, you know, so, you know, so difficult. Like, it is, it really for is. For me, my fire sign, I'm such a big picture person Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. for me a lot of the times I can see the end right I see the end result but I don't always see the steps in between Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's hard like that's a little difficult when it's like taking it one day at a time I'm like I I see day 100 (laughs) but I don't see like right now that's so hard for me 
No, I agree. Uh, as a fellow Sagittarius, one of the things that definitely challenged me over this past year was like learning how to be still, learning how to wait wait for things. Um, I would say that some of the things that did help me was like focusing on the things that I could control. So how I felt in my body or, you know, what I was putting into my body or things that I was giving attention to, um, or even just like being able to like, say, you know what, (laughs) I'm going to take a nap and come back to this later. You know, like some of those things really helped me to release some of the control or even some of the worry around things that I really couldn't do. Like, it's like, you can't do anything. Like you have to wait, you know, like that's been, um, a theme for me and a lot of people this year. So, um, it is tough. And, And I would say too, like, you know, to your point, I think it's important also for us to acknowledge that things are tough, you know, that's okay. Uh, you know, sometimes things get harder before they get better and trying to like namaste away out of it Listen. all the time is not, is also not helpful, you yeah. know, or healthy. It's, 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 it is tough going through those, I like to call them stretching periods. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm definitely in one myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause likewise, 2020 wasn't um, as horrific for me as for some others. They were trying times and difficulties but this year um it's been some highs and lows like it's more mm-hmm. highs and lows than last year was mostly I right. had like jolts it where we'd be like ah and then but it for the most part it was pretty even kill right this yeah. year it's been it's been up and down up and down up and mm-hmm. down and I'm like oh my god like I would like to get back to that even kill again um, right. <laughs> right and so I totally get what you're saying and someone recently told me um just always work in your circle of control. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, I love that. I need to like print that on a poster and put it on my bathroom mirror because you try to control everything else, but it's like, you can only control what you can control. Yeah. And I think just, you know, one, one last thought to that point is that um, I think sometimes, you know, with astrology or things like tarot or like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I guess people would consider like new age right now, um, although it's been very helpful to see like people like it being accessible, I do think that there's been a big push of manifestation culture, mm. right? And this idea that you're manifesting and manifesting, you can make this happen, where there's this almost like this false sense of like, control, you know, that people have that they think that, you know, if I do this ritual, if I do this thing that I'm going to be able to affect things and, you know, astrology itself is all about cycles, you know, like sometimes it's it's not the right time to manifest or do anything. Sometimes you need to just rest and relax and just like, you know, kind of, you know, keep it cute. And then eventually, you know, things will come together where you can start manifesting, you know, like, and, and, and I think it's also important for people to realize that like, you know, it's all about the divine timing. Sometimes you got to wait. Sometimes it's not right. The right timing. Sometimes, you know, you have to wait, you know, a couple of moons in order for something, you know, to, to, to pop off. So, um, just like I said, if it feels uncomfortable, it's okay. (laughs) You know, like, Grow. That's that's just the nature of life and and cycles and and growth. But I like that the pinpointing of cycles. Like we life goes in cycles. It's ebbs and flows. And so that reminder is always good to hear because I do like I'm I'm all for the positive thinking. Your thoughts become your reality, and I'm all about manifest. But I do feel like. It has, I like how you said it's a manifest culture. Like it has been become a little gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Of, 
you write this down and buy a crystal and I'm all for crystals and all I'm all into all of this shit y'all right same but it's but it (laughs) it has become very gimmicky like I do this and I do burn my candle and put my stones in the moonlight then I'll get whatever I wrote on the list and burned right like (laughs) right 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 and and I think that it's kind of dangerous for people to think that way because you know sometimes you don't get what you want you know, sometimes it's not the right time, you know, sometimes something's better is coming along. So I think, yeah, definitely, you know, we got to be careful with like trying to <laughs> manifest, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I wrote that down because yeah. I think that was even for me, like that was a lesson because sometimes it is um, you get wrapped, you get caught up in it too. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that, like the astrology of cycles. Um, I also think too, like just the last thing on manifestation, like Mm -hmm. I think because it's given people to your earlier point about, um, people finding a a foot in the door and scamming their way to the top is what I call it. Mm -hmm. I feel like manifestation has created this really weird smoke screen where people can scam people out of money. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a few people that I have followed, influencers, whatever you want to call them, that I'm watching this transformation where they've transformed from being a personality mm-hmm. to more mm-hmm. of that coach instructor uh, space. And right. <laughs> they mm-hmm. use that thread of manifest, right? They, right. they might not call right. it manifestation, but that's what they're doing. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just like, I, it's interesting to, me, interesting to me that people can't see that you're now their product. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> before yeah. they were selling you t-shirts and candles, but now they're selling, they're, you're the product. Right. Like, now they're selling you a course for $3,000 to learn how they, like, so it's, it's yeah. just wild to watch how these people seep in and take these latest trends, whether it's astrology readings manifestation, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff and -hmm. take advantage of people who are seeking to get a better life or get ahead versus just sitting and being sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I I like to tell people that there's no such thing as a quick fix, you know, and it it just reminds me of all of the you know, documentaries or, you know, different things I've seen around like, you know, like cult cult leaders or, you know, people, you know, who make, who make a lot of money um, off of the desperation, you know, of other people, you know what I mean? And I do think that in terms of where we are now, if 2021 um, has taught us anything, I think it's important for people to be as discerning as they, as they can, when it comes to things like that, um, like if thing, there are things that resonate with you, that's great. But I do believe that like before you do turn over your money to someone, that is important to really kind of get clear on like what your values are. Um, yeah. And and also like recognize like there is no quick fix or easy way out, you know. Um, and it sucks to hear, but it's yeah. not, right? It's not. I would love the quick fix on weight loss. I would love the quick fix on getting rich, right? I don't mm-hmm. have to work anymore. Like we all want that, but I just yeah. watch some of these, these transformations of these people. And I'm just like, how do people not see this, you know, clearly is what is transpiring here, but 
you know yeah i'm yeah. empathetic but i'm also like oh don't, don't give mm-hmm. them your money right no, no i mean you know as a, as sagittarians i think you know part of the story is us like seeing like the bullshit and being like nah that's bullshit you know yeah i tell my my friend she sends me stuff like this all the time where she'll be like what do you think about this right and i'll be like this is a crock of shit like <laughs> yes <laughs> Blunt, blunt and direct yeah, Sagittarius. Like, like, no. Yeah. This is t- like, do you not see what happened? And she'll be like, <gasps> and then later she'll like message me like, a couple weeks later, like, oh my God, you were so right now. I said, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, my bullshit radar is really pretty, pretty mm-hmm. good. It always has been. My mom said since I was a kid, mm-hmm. I can yep. spot bullshit. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's a, yep. That's a Sag for you. <laughs> I mean, well, we, we, we also can be good at, at spewing bullshit too, but oh, <laughs> that's, a, yeah, that's, yeah, that's another, another thing. <laughs> I've never spewed bullshit to you guys here on the booty breakdown though, but no, I like when it comes in handy, it comes in handy. I'll say that <laughs> because also Listen, to, cause you're like all Leo, you're all fire, right? Like, um, that. I'm mostly Leo. I have a little Aquarius in there. Okay. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm a. I'm all over the gambit. I'm Sag Sun, Virgo Moon, mm-hmm. and Libra Rising. But then I have Aquarius, like Venus and Mars are Aquarius. So it's there. Mm-hmm. I have a little Capricorn. But I laugh because I always say I feel like my Virgo mm-hmm. either can intensify my Sag or balances me. Right, right, right. And yeah, um, yeah sometimes it's like <laughs> that yeah. Virg and Sag combo. <laughs> I'm a bullshit like the best of them. <laughs> well, you see, you know what's see, funny? That, you know when that comes in handy for me? Mm-hmm. In job interviews. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, you know, whenever I see like someone who has like a moon ruled by Mercury, because Mercury is the mind, right? So mm-hmm. a moon ruled by Mercury or even like a moon in like an air sign, like Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, um, you can make, you can rationalize anything. <laughs> you can make anything sound amazing if you think sit there and think about it long mm-hmm. enough, right? So, you know, when you mix the Virgo and Sagittarius combo, like you're definitely going to have someone who's incredibly intelligent, someone who's super smart, someone who is, you know, willing to grow and expand and like, you know, accumulate like skills and like put those skills to work. And then, you know, with like the Virgo part of you, like being able to understand like what makes people tick, like on some level, it it not only gives you a BS detector, but it also gives you the power of BS too. Yeah. I always tell it's like, all the it's like, you know, it goes both ways. Like it's a double-edged it sword. It does. People <laughs> like my friend always tells me like, oh my God, you'll be like, I want a new job and you'll have one like that. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, give me an interview. I'm getting a job. Right. I'm going to talk my way into it. Just give me the interview. That's always my thing. Get me to the interview. Right. Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going to turn it on. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. And then that Libra rising gives you, gives that charm. I got the charm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. give me an interview. I'm getting a job. I am getting the job. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's it's the perfect package. I get it. It's like, I never understood because sometimes I'd be like, I don't feel like a Sag. Mm. That Virgo sometimes gets so, because as much as I don't like details, mm-hmm. then when that Virgo kicks in, I'm very specific about what I want. I might not be able to execute it, but right. I'm like, I know this is exactly what I want, but I can't. The Sag part of me is like, I can't execute it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Sag is trying, is trying to get way over there and the Virgo is like, no, but we have to start yeah. here. So yeah. it's like a weird 
struggle <laughs> in between because I'm good at like planning events and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like calling the vendors and do, like I definitely don't like doing all of that. And so, right. yeah, okay, that was a, that's y'all little read about me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Mecca's here, I always try to get a few interesting follower questions. And so there were, I'm going to say there were two. <laughs> it's two and a possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, and I was like, this is a good one. I don't think we've ever really talked about this. Someone said, like, mm-hmm. can you talk about, with Mecca, can you talk about cusp signs? Like if someone is on the border of being half cancer, half Leo, like what does oh, that mean? Yes, cusps. Okay, so there's no such thing as cusps. Um, oh. and, the, and, the, and the reason for that is because the sun can only be in one sign at a time. So if you are born on the halfway mark, let's say, you know, between like, let's say Gemini and cancer, um, you have to check your time of birth to know whether or not you're a Gemini or a Cancer. Now, because uh, the planets like Mercury, Venus, you know, they travel very close together. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not uncommon to be like a Gemini with a Mercury in Cancer, you know, or a Gemini with a Venus in Cancer, you know, something like that. Um where you can have, you know, you can feel like, well, I feel like both. Well, it probably is because you have some planets that, are close to the sun who are in that next sign, right? Depending on the day and time, you know, um, you were born. So, yeah. So when we talk about cusps, cusps don't really exist. Like when you start getting more technical into the birth chart, there's like cusp talk, but that has more to do with like how the chart is, is itself, like how the birth chart is divided up. Okay. Um, or the sky is divided up, but not so much like being both signs at the same time. Okay, so there you go. I learned something new too. I always tell people like I'm gonna cusp of blah, blah blah blah, but there's no such thing. Who knew? Nope. Who knew? <laughs> oh my god, that's like sh- shocking to me. Um, because <laughs> you always hear people say it like I'm, I'm yeah, okay. right. Um, so another question we got was combat compatibility. Mm-hmm. Often focus only on our sun signs. Is there another part of the stars where we should focus like my Venus compatibility? I'm not even really sure what that means. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So yes. Um, if you want a little bit more meat in terms of like figuring out whether or not, you know, you know, you and someone is, com- you and someone else are compatible. Um, you can look at your Venus and your Mars signs. Venus and Mars are what we call like the sex planets of astrology because Venus has to do with like desire and like how we attract someone. And Mars is like how we go after someone and like what, you know, kind of turns us on. Um, so that will tell you a lot about like, you know, what you're into and also the way like your the energy that you give off um, in terms of attracting partners or attracting people to you. The moon Two, you're like your moon sign. I sometimes joke with myself and say like the moon is also a sex planet too, because ah. it, even though it rules your emotions at the end of the day, the moon has a lot to do with what makes you feel safe and what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So if someone hits your moon the right way, it could be quite a turn on, you know, and not only like passionate, but also like, I really care about this person and I feel good around them and I feel cared by this person, you know, cared for by this person. So those are some things. And also too, oh, one of the big things in addition to those, your Mercury sign. 
So mm-hmm. this, this I've seen definitely play out in some of my like now defunct relationships because <laughs> my Mercury was in one sign and their Mercury was in another. And those Mercuries were incompatible. And it was like, we could not talk to each other. We could not communicate. Um, and, and communication is one of the biggest, you know, things between people to help you with like relating, get along and working through problems, things like that. Sometimes, you know, if your Mercury's are just like at odds with each other, it could be really difficult. Like sometimes, like if you have other things in the chart that are working together, sometimes you can kind of overcome those hurdles. But like if there isn't much support or, you know, if that, you know, people are being immature and things like that, sometimes that communication can be really sticky. Okay. So I'm, I'm the possible is actual question. Okay. Just Mm -hmm. perfect segue. This person asked, (laughs) should I be concerned? My partner has sun and Mercury in Capricorn and my sun and Mercury are in Sagittarius. Should I be concerned? You just talked about the Mercury. Right, right. No. So this, that pairing, it can be a little challenging, but not as challenging as I would say, like if your Mercury is in Sag and you were talking to someone with Mercury and Pisces, like that's really like coming from two different spaces. But as a Mercury and Capricorn person, I'm a Mercury, I'm a Sag with the Mercury Capricorn. So I can tell you that like, when that's I talk, funny. I'm a Mercury Sag. <laughs> my, my dad is a Mercury Sag. Um, and I also have a, a really good friend who's a Mercury Sag. And one of the things that I noticed as a Mercury and Cap is that I, I'm very succinct. You know, like I, I don't like to waste words like, Cap, you know, Capricorn is a very conservative sign. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's get to the point. Let's say what we need to say. We don't need a whole lot of fluff. Just just just, you know, get it out. Or sometimes we're just like quiet and absorbing stuff. And then if we feel we have something to contribute to the conversation or to the pot, then we'll say it. Mercury and Sagittarius people are like, let me tell you this story and that story. Let me give you this info. And you'd be like, okay, all right. So I think it's just a matter of as a Mercury and Sag being okay with learning how to like listen and receive because you know when you when you stick mercury in a fire sign that fire energy is just like whoosh you know like i just want to come at you and just share with you and give you things and and talk especially like a mercury and sag like it's like i want to teach you you know i want to educate you i want to make you laugh right mercury and cat sometimes needs a little space or a little room to, to discuss things. So if you can kind of like allow your partner to like, you know, kind of like giving them that room, you know, or even just being like, I'll, I'll you know, I'm listening, you know, like I'll, I'll be quiet and I'm willing to listen. Um, you might be able to get a little bit more conversation or even just like getting them to say things, you know, could speak on things that maybe they may not always be like eager to speak on, if that gotcha. makes sense. Gotcha. And this is the last one because this one's funny. The last reader question. All the men I've ever slept with are Libras. Send help. I don't think that was a question, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> Only because this is I Libra feel, season. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I will, you know, I feel for you because me and Libra men, I just, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I, I did it one time and I quickly learned it was a no. No, sis, I also empathize. <laughs> no, you know, I will say this. Um, I think that Libra men are are good activity buddies. 
So like, if you like going out, you want to do things, you want to go to a museum, a concert, you know, stuff like that, I think is really cool. And like, sometimes, you know, again, as, as a Sagittarius, we like good conversation so they can give you that. But <laughs> that's kind of where it stops sis, for me you- anyway. Yeah, I mean, you got a pattern. All of them, sis. <laughs> so my 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 answer to that. So this this was funny because this this was happening to me years ago when I just kept getting Scorpio after Scorpio after Scorpio. And my rule of thumb is this. When you find yourself attracting the same sign over and over again, ask yourself, what is that sign trying to teach you? Because Libros, they usually come to teach us about sharing and compromise. Mm. They teach us about, um, you know, one, one of the things that used to drive me nuts, right. Which I had to learn. This was something I had to learn to, to kind of like accept about myself is that when it came to Libras, I used to be like, Oh my God, they're so nice at all. You know, like, you know, that niceness, like when you just like be real or genuine. Right. And it's not that they're not being real or genuine. It's like, they are really good at being able to match people's energy. So even, you know, you, they can be anywhere at any given time, you know, like sometimes it's funny. Cause like, you know, one of the best, like I said, like one of the best people to bring with you or do activities with are Libras because they're going to show up for the occasion, mm. you know, whether they, how they dress, see it. you know, how they like present themselves. Like you can count on them to be personable, you know, and fashionable and like people go home like, wow, you know, like that's a really cool person. (laughs) Right. And it's because as Libras, you know, like they're balancing their, their, uh, themselves or like their presence with that of another. So if they come off, like, I don't know, weird, they may be showing you like where you need to be more like understanding or where you need to be, like I said, more cooperative or where you need to even like, sometimes with Libras, it's like, especially like if you're meeting Libras that like have a long, like, like sort of dating history, they may be showing you like where you need to get clear on like what you value and what you want, you know, um, sometimes that can happen too. So I would just say like, there's a, probably a running theme that's going on there and whatever that running thing, yeah. right. It's going to show you what they're teaching you. And usually I'll say one last thing is that whatever you feel is like, Oh, that's not me. That's them. Or I don't do that. They do that. That's, that's the very thing that you need to pay attention to because that is, is tapping into what we call your shadow. So anything you disown about yourself and you're like, I don't, I don't do that. And I'm not that person. And da, 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 Chances are there's something in that that you need to acknowledge and say like, well, actually I am that person or actually I do need to pay attention to that a little bit more because they're bringing a lesson to you that you need to like integrate for yourself. Look, shadow. (laughs) You got some work to do. (laughs) I got that one like send help. (laughs) That made it so funny. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I get it. It used to happen. Like I said, it used to happen to me with Scorpios all the time. And then I figured out what the issue Look, was. I done been all over the board. <laughs> I really haven't harped on like, oh, we got Aquarius, Capricorn, Taurus, 
and it wasn't anything bad it was just like very stubborn stuck in their ways and for my fire it was just too much for them um Mm. what else have we done i'm thinking my favorites i feel like i'm i'm definitely missing some but i can't they're not coming to mind but i uh, those are ones who were burned in the brain aquarius (laughs) capricorn (laughs) taurus oh i love leos though Mm. Oh, I love a Leo man. Oh my God. I know I'm like one of the few people, but I will, that's, okay, that's my um, reoccurring. I had to think about it. It's Leo's. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I I wasn't really getting a lot of Leo because I have a lot of it in my chart already. Sometimes you don't really get what you already have. You get other things. Mm-hmm. But most recently I started, to, I'm started, I recently met someone who uh, is an Aquarius with a Leo moon. And it's actually working, like, it's actually, it's really nice, actually. And I, and I realized that and it doesn't have to do with the fact that, like, they're carrying a piece of me <laughs> there. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Yeah, because so, I'm yeah. with you. Someone else that, uh, you know, I'm in, in talks with, um, mm-hmm. same thing. We are very different in terms of, like, the rising and moon, but their Venus is in Aquarius. My Venus is mm-hmm. in Aquarius. Um, I think their Neptune is in Sagittarius. I have a lot of Sag in my chart too. Um, same thing. I think like our Mercury's are in the same. Saturn is in the same. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, this pairing, but you know, Yay. I will ride for a Leo man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mecca, we're at the part where we do the breakdown. I'm going to say one word. You can say the first thing that comes to mind, phrase, sound, whatever. Okay. Black women. Our God. Kanye West. No. (laughs) Mercury retrograde. It's not that bad. Compatibility. Good. (laughs) Venus. Aquarius. Sagittarius men. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about our male counterparts. And I say I'm, 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 our male counterparts who child. I'm sorry, yeah. y'all. Mm, God bless. And last one, 2022. <laughs> Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. All right. Like Dory. <laughs> well, Mecca, can you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet, your social media, books, yes. et cetera? Plug, plug, plug. Yes. Uh, so you can find me at my website, mylifecreated.com. You'll find my uh, my Instagram, my Twitter. I'm at The Mechanism on Twitter, One Mechanism on Instagram. I just had a new book out called The Astrology Journal. So yay, (laughs) you can get it. You can get it wherever books are sold. And um, in in the book, it's actually a journal that I'm teaching people like how to keep track of their own astrology and make sense of it and and learn and grow from it. So I hope you get it. Love it. Well, Mecca, as always, you are a boonie all-star. Thank you again for coming. I always appreciate our conversations. Thank you. I appreciate them too. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I want to thank our guest, Mecca Woods, our second boonie all-star of season 10. It's always so great to have her on. And I hope you guys learned 
even more about astrology. I know I kind of nerd out on it sometimes, but it's all so interesting and so fascinating and so fun. So please be sure to support Mecca. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to purchase a book if you can. Um, and yeah, she's just so dope. And I'm glad that she's always willing to come on the Boonie Breakdown. Also, be sure to support our sponsor, We Vibe Womanizer. You can use the code VIP20 at the link on the show notes and on the BooniBreakdown.com to save 20% off your Womanizer Pro. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews too. You might just hear your review on a future episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Ho, my stay. Until next time.